Appamata and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org. Thank you. So as everyone knows, this is John Mueller, who's a celebrated artist and is donating these beautiful works of art um, for sale today and all the proceeds will go to Appamata. So uh, this is an incredible opportunity. I have one of these paintings on my wall at home and it's, it's got a wonderful home. It's a wonderful part of the house now. It's the only beautiful part of the house. <laughs> but Joan, um, we're just going to have a conversation. Joan has some prepared remarks. And um, I would ask that we hold our questions until she's finished with that. And then I know that she's very open to having questions and discussing. But also, since Anne and Kim have talked with me ahead of time, if you see somewhere that need that I need to clarify or something, you can just butt in. All right. Thank you for being here. Well, I can tell you what a pleasure it is to see all of you and then I look around and see all these things that I haven't seen out, out of the storage. And all of them have stories, so I'll tell you some of them because that's part of it when I'm when I'm painting people. It's an exchange. They're sitting in front of me and we talk while it goes on. So that's an undercurrent of things that are happening without me controlling them. And, and there are stories about all these people, including the woman in, in the lame dress in there, ah. the jazz singer. <clears throat> so do you want me to just start somewhere? Yeah, these I, I wanted to respond to that and say it's amazing. These are very relational works. These are productions of a moment of relation or a, a time, an episode. Well, you don't have any of the large ones. If I, I won't go in order, I guess, but my graduate show, I was in my mid forties. It's, it's all gonna come out in bits and pieces, not in order. <laughs> but I started college and then I married Bill, but I you know, middle of my sophomore year. And left college and been at Berkeley and he was a graduate student finished. So we went to Southern California and started our family because I had no goals at that time. Um, I don't know what the next part of that is. <laughs> you had kids. I had kids. <laughs> and, then, and you know one and then when I, I went back to, I was taking college courses throughout to finish up, get a bachelor's degree. Because if you had that, you could go to graduate school. So I was working on that. I went back to UCLA full time for my senior year commuting, leaving the kids at home. They were big enough. And then in the middle of the year, I thought, I think I better go see a gynecologist. Uh -huh. <laughs> Turned out I was pregnant, but it was after Bill's vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished the semester and I was four months pregnant when I finished 
and I've been through all the testing. I didn't know, you know, if there was anything, any reason to not continue the pregnancy. And I didn't hear until the day I graduated. So we had the baby, and that took me in a different path. I had thought, for a number of reasons, I had thought of going to seminary because I'd been to see a counselor, and over time, when we were getting in there, he said, well, let's have a sodium amytal interview. You give me some questions you want me to ask. What's a sodium amytal interview? He asked me the questions I had said, and I said, I want to go to seminary, and I woke up and said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so when our baby Matt was little, I commuted an hour and a half each way to Claremont School of Theology, a really good graduate program of liberal theology. I took an Old Testament course from a man from Germany. It was it was really excellent. I mean, he had devised his own method of exegesis. Where you could take old texts apart and see which was the sun singing, what period of time, what layer of time was on top of it. it was just, so I was doing, I did that the whole year, but I knew it wasn't what I was going to do with my life. I just did it for that year. And I heard from a friend at a party, since I had a doctor, I mean, a bachelor's degree, that I could go to Cal State Long Beach as an undeclared graduate student in painting, which is my other love. So I did that. I couldn't have gone in directly because the school was impacted. But going in is just undeclared. I just I went through every stage, came out with an MFA, mm -hmm. and uh, we had a large garage that we turned into a studio, put a wall board around, and I worked from that for years. And our son was just little at the time I started that. And as it went on, every time I had an assignment to go to a museum, he would go with me. And this one time, I, I said, if you're tired of this, you just go sit outside, here's a tablet. And we'd gone to see a Picasso cubist exhibit, and I came out and he had done a cubist head. <laughs> <laughs> so his art background is really broad. Back when he was in high school, they had a band which practiced in our living room. He sounded like a B-29 going through. <laughs> the other guys all said, we love it here. We love the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, his, his, oh, and he also, when they had, when their band put out their album, he asked if I would let them use my painting for the cover. I said, mm -hmm. okay. Nice. So he, his brother and sister don't have that background. Mm. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm sorry about that. So, Joan, were you painting at all before you got your MFA? Yeah, well, the kids were small. I went to some community art classes. And I realized when I was there, there was one professor who came up from La Jolla. You know. <clears throat> but when he and I were talking, I felt like I was talking in a world that I knew. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't just sitting there doodling and chatting with my neighbors. So I had that background, but I found I could go to Cal State Long Beach as an undergraduate graduate student. That was just the right place to go. And so my little one went to preschool and all that stuff, and we had good care. We went to a preschool that had an outdoor area and a building out in the back, and I walked by one day and I said, do you know the heads laying her eggs in that room? They said, oh yeah, that's where she always does. So I mean, he had a wonderful childhood. 
with all the things that were inside. And then what he liked art, he liked to do drip paintings. So, so I don't know where I'm going from here. Um, as I look around the room, I can see like this is a triptych. You know that? <coughs> it's one piece. It's meant to come together. And I think you put it up in right order, haven't you, Kim? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you realize when you created it, it was a triptych? No, uh, I have to tell you that I learned to promote myself when I went to graduate school. They had classes in how you, I did my, I photographed my own work and the nine by 12 foot pieces I had to get on the ladder, you know, it didn't all end up, but I did that. And I sent my own slides out to apply to shows. And then I also, when I was going to a gallery, I learned some tricks. This one gallery, I had taken them in and she said, well, they're nice, but I don't think we can use them. And I said to her, well, you know, I've been told if you see the actual work, it helps you to see it. Dr. Okay, bring it by and just put it out for 10 minutes and you can say no. I did that and she took them. <laughs> <laughs> so learning, learning the, the background things to submitting art. I also submitted to a show here at the Laguna Gloria and it was accepted and it was a big piece and so I had to create, create it and send it because it was a good juror and so I did that. It surprised the heck out of them because then they had to ship it. <laughs> but it was also it was three credits in one because that was a traveling show. So as I'm building my bio, I listed it as three different shows that I was in. So, you know, learn how to do all the things you can. And I built up a bio of things that I had worked to get on there. One was the show that was in New York, which is major. You know, and I put that on my bio. And we were in New York one time, and I went to see the gallery, and it's got some back steps in a building and a little room. But they were also working their thing. They were getting money coming in from all the people who submitted in this small space, so it served me and it served them. <laughs> I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about your influences? When you first started painting at the community college, and then as things moved along, what, who uh, inspired you? Who did you look at and go, yeah, I want to, that's inspiring to me, that's motivating. Well, when I was in college, I had a professor I liked very much. And he walked in the room and he gave us an assignment. He said, I want you to do one square inch of air. up the room. <laughs> so we were stuck with figuring this out. And so Did everybody online hear that? One square inch of air. Do you want to be louder? So then I was thinking, Yes, if you can uh, raise your voice a little bit, it could have uh, just, just raise your voice. Just raise your voice. Thank you. So I just I was standing there doing the dishes, and, and there's this ivy plant hanging down in front of me. So I started doing that. I thought, well, I can play with it. You know, you got to think of something to do. So I took a bigger piece of paper and I did it on that. And it looked very real, but then I began playing with it and manipulating it till it wasn't what was there. It was abstraction. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I did that. Mm -hmm. 
and I did it on my own. I thought, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so prior to that, you had been very figurative. And very... Pretty much so, yeah. And I, when I'm talking about these portraits, most of them come later than that, and it's not clear to me why I did them, except that when I was in seventh grade, in what was called junior high at the time, I was at a special art class, and we went on assignments out, you know, to do things in the community. But we also had one day when we did portraits of the vice principal, paper. And when I did mine, people stood up and said, it looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a talent that I've just had still. And I, yet I did not want to go in that direction as a as a mature paper. I wanted to evolve into the open, free things that I'm not sure what. But my influences were the New York School, Jackson Pollock, <laughs> and others. And the special thing about that school was that they didn't all look alike. They were each definitely individuals, which is what I wanted to do. But I wanted to be part of the big guys, not sit down and do little paintings. So my graduate show was four paintings that were nine by 12 feet. And I figured that out because someone told me you can buy photo backdrop paper in sheets and just I, I, I prepare the surface that's what I used. One was on canvas, and I found a sailmaker who would put grommets across because <laughs> they all hang flat against the wall. But I was discovering these things as I went along. Mm -hmm. So three of them were on paper, and they didn't look like each other. But by that time, when I was trying out looking large, I'd pin the paper on the wall, and I had a big ladder. I needed a ladder to get around, but it also meant that I wasn't seeing the whole thing at once. I couldn't be in control of it. I had to move around, mm -hmm. play around, sell the marks. What did I do? I'd move around. And I'd eventually sit down and look at it from a distance and try not to change it in any big ways to see if I could do little things that would connect it without being in control of the total image. Mm -hmm. And so it evolved through the four paintings. As I went through each one, I learned something else, but they were all different. Mm -hmm. So that was my graduate show. Did you have a question? I'll wait till you're done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on a roll. Well, I know we talked too. You talked a little bit about your style, and you said you liked taking things right to the edge, as if they were continuing on. That's that happened because of the large paintings. After I got out of school, you know, and I had this lovely studio, and I finished this nobody <laughs> graduate students, nine by 12 foot paintings. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat back for the first for the summer, and the heat of the summer, and did small oil pastel self portraits. But then as I went back in, I did the same style, but I would take it off of the edge of a small piece of paper. <clears throat> so it's not a focus thing, you can't make it into an object. It's free form movement. You can't even call it abstraction. It's just, as one professor called it, uh, visual events. <laughs> you don't know Mark Whitley, do you? But Jen Gray does. Yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> I don't know if I run out. But each of these paintings, especially the people, I could tell you stories about sitting with them. <laughs> 
Love the heroine. Pardon me? Love the heroine. Yeah. The two women. So oh, Lauren yeah. is pointing that out. That was mm -hmm. when I was still in school. I don't even yeah, think we saw a day on that in 1979. Yeah. It's me and a friend of mine, a woman whose husband just told her he didn't love her anymore. No. <sighs> I don't think it shows, but. So did you paint from photograph? No. These? No, so they're just... all done from sitting with the person. Okay. And that was awkward because we're sitting beside each other. I yeah. Did that the painter or the painter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh what of them oh. I did? I think it's the woman, the jazz singer, was tricky because of the scale. Hmm. Since I was down at the foot while I was doing her, you get a different perspective than if you're in the middle of a person. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was accommodating for it rather than ch changing it. I tried to make it look right. Mm. I just called cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this talk a lot of classes of all sorts. And you told me where you met her. Could you? Share? Yes. Bill and I used to go to the Queen Mary and said, they had the, um, the jazz band and they could dance there. And she was a singer, and I went up and said, Would you let me do a portrait of you? And she said, Yes. And she said, What should I wear? And I said, Anything you want. And so it was this gold lamay thing that went on, like you could see if she had a pickle in her drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad it's here because I've just had it rolled up, and I think it needs a home. And I don't know where, but I, I could see it at a party somewhere yeah. anyway. Or a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody here at a bar? So, yeah, and that three panel thing, I got inspired to do that. And it's another one. But who, who wants a three panel? <laughs> I painted with figures on each side. So in the art. So did you begin that knowing that these three pieces were going to be joined together? Yeah. I think I painted them after I had put the pieces, put those panels together. Uh huh. I had that built. Yeah. And then just started. Jim, would you tell us the story of there's a picture with three figures in it. You've collaged a little newspaper or with a man holding a newspaper and you collage a little newspaper. There's a child. Oh, yeah. There's My a... son wants to have that. That was an assignment oh. when I was in school. Do something with three different depths. Oh. So they're each on their own plane and then one the little boy's looking out at the newspaper and I, I'm reading the paper and my husband's reading the So oh, okay. it's three different realities of one painting. I think I have to so I have to ask you, since we are here at Pizendo, if you feel like your spiritual life is affecting your creative life or vice versa, or how those two interact. Well, that's a nice segue because I have to tell you just to keep you what was going on all through this. <clears throat> when I had this late baby, I was at home a lot. I mean, I was a, at home mother in a, in a rural area, so I had quiet time and I began meditating. And I also had started reading Jungle Rex books. 
and she lived in San Diego, so I made an arrangement to go down and be there, but they had their city, and there's a chance to talk to her. So I drove two hours, and I had my grief interview. She said, what do you want to know? I said, well, I sit by myself, and I don't know what to do next. And she said, find a teacher. Anyone you feel you can work with, that's the next step. So I did find someone who wasn't a good fit, but I was there for a number of years in California, still reading Choco Bank and still sitting, sometimes sitting in the small group just independently. So we didn't have to. I don't know if that helps you with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but then when we finally moved here, I can't remember what year, we lived downtown in the Gables for four years, and the minister of the Congregational Church we have been connected with, said he was a member here. And I told him about my experience, and he said, this place is different. So I tried it out, and it really is unique in its community building kind of thing. A lot of places are more formal. And that's how I got in here and began coming for early morning sittings quite often and having an interview with Peg at least once a week. Till she probably got bored. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have to make sense or something. Anyway, it was really, really regular. And then going to retreats and coming to Tuesday inquiry. So for a long period of time, I did a lot of things. And over that time, I, I write down the names that I can think of that become friends in this special kind of community. And so, that went on for a long time. Um, at this point, I don't know what to say because, well, I can tell you, Bill and I have been married for 66 years. Yeah. And he's now in frail health. Frail health, I mean, he's a very general person with a little bit of dementia. He got up this morning, he said, I gotta talk to my brother. I'm so worried about my brother. Mm -hmm. And then he can have long periods when he's just himself. Mm -hmm. So our life together has a lot of things to digest daily. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just had his 94th birthday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, and Peg told me one time in an interview, she said, your husband is your practice. Isn't mm -hmm. that older? Yeah, so, and it seems like also your creative endeavor. Do you feel like your practice and your creative endeavor are the same thing? I say things to him to just to sort of get him out of his funk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tricky. That's <laughs> <laughs> his habit. He said, I've talked to the doctor. He likes to get up at about the middle of the night, and I'm totally asleep. It scares me that I'm not yeah. awake. But he's up, and he's got all the lights on in the house, and he's doing things. Mm -hmm. So we worked in, you know, trying to do things, watch a movie, something dumb to keep us up late enough that maybe he'll sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work, but I'm tricky. <laughs> I know when you and I first met, you were doing paintings or images on your iPad. 
Yeah, since we moved to Texas, I lost all the connections I had where I was in an art community. And I haven't developed one here. And my two, how long my two daughter? So uh, I took some classes. I took one on monoprints and one on woodblock prints. Really enjoyed them. And also uh, the online thing of uh, Sandbrush. Which was fun. You just have your little iPad and it was your program and you work within that. But nothing really is pulling me really hard. So I would say just life is creativity. So you feel like you're ready for questions or feel sure. like you're done with yeah. our talk? Okay. Well, I may think of something else, but I'll break it. Okay, Darcy. Yeah, I'm, I just want to know what you would have to say about the portraits that are just amazing, like this and that one. And that your experience as you uh, as you created them with the other person and what, what was going on in you and what was going on in between. Well, that's the big unknown, but that's where something happens for me. If you have the model in front of you and you keep your mind busy while you're talking, you just let it come out. Mm -hmm. And this one woman, I did, and I, her husband loved it. I didn't. <laughs> she looked really frantic, <laughs> but she is frantic. <laughs> 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 so I, I think I took it back and changed it a little bit, but he loved it. <laughs> So, yeah, no, this was my studio mate. Mm -hmm. And Kim looked at it and he said, that's the key to the baby, the red of the yes. mother. <laughs> I don't know what else. Um, this fellow, this one. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that man and his brother owned the, um, what would you call it, an eatery? and wine bar in Long Beach. And they really wanted it to be an art place too. So, uh, you know, I did things for them and they owned them there. That's where I had my first show in Long Beach. If I could put that on my bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there are any more people around. John? Well, I don't know if I'm projecting too much or not. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah. What I see is that you are just dealing with groundlessness. That first of all, you have the empty uh, canvas or piece of paper, but then when you had the giant one and you can't even see what you're doing, you know, and, and then it gets out of perspective, and that you just had a lot of experience dealing with unknowing and, and groundlessness. If you have anything you want to say about that, disagree, or or how you dealt with it, or my graduate show title, I titled it "Inner Outer." Mm -hmm. I think that puts it all up there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being out of control as much as I could be—that's mm -hmm. why I never done it. I sat to look at it and be careful to not really take over and redo it substantially. That's so interesting because my reaction to that being out of control 
is fear and anxiety and you relished it you sought it and, and moved through it i'll tell you two stories one i was invited to do paintings for a play at a small theater in los angeles because the stage manager was he was a boyfriend of his book period so i did it and Mary Barnes was a schizophrenic artist, so they chose me to do her art. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I told Bill, do not touch me for five weeks. I'm going into the studio. I'm going to work in the dark with my left hand with music I've never heard before. Anything to try and break my habits. <laughs> and so I did the paintings for this play. And my friend who sat next to me said, these paintings were the fifth star of the show. Because they contributed something else to it. So it was all unknown. As best I could do. I mean, it wasn't schizophrenic art, although I had a friend who was a Jungian analyst, and she said, well, a split tree with the moon in the middle is sort of Jungian or something. I don't know. <laughs> So that is that the answer. Uh, Rose Marie would like to ask a question. Rose Marie. Oh, hi, hi, Joan. Hi. Hi, and and it's so lovely to see you and and your work and also your full body. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just hit me when I I've only seen and most of you have only seen us also like this so it's just lovely to see your work and you and um my question is what in your in your childhood history do you think um allowed for this openness and um courage to be so free in your work and in your life nothing <laughs> Well, um, I had what's called a troubled childhood. My parents didn't get along and they eventually divorced. But I had a lot of freedom too. I mean, during the time they were together, my father, I had to learn a poem for seventh grade and he loved the Jabberwocky. So I learned oh, the Jabberwocky. <laughs> <laughs> so I had stuff like that and, and my Give, they give me a book when I was five, Alice in Wonderland, and the things he wrote inside were beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I knew there was a lot of love, but there was a really bad marriage there. Mm -hmm. But uh, art, I know my mother would put, well, I did this with my children, Cheerios, and also drawing stuff on your tray. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was constantly drawing things when oh. I was a child, and designing too, I designed houses, insides of houses. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, and being able to be in that special art class, that doesn't happen too often. It's a regular public school, mm -hmm. and we went on, on site once a week to different places, so <coughs> some of it was pretty good. <coughs> How did you end up in Austin? Uh, we were retired. We fixed up two condos, put them together. We're really happy in it, but we had nobody there. We had to be there for it. Our daughter lives here. And our only grandson, and we were traveling back and forth. So, what, what year was that? 
might have been 2012. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not that long ago. So we just picked up a healing chair, and that's what I said, Tom Ben is that simple. Why don't you try that lot? But I didn't have the art community here that I had, so I was, but I had really run through what I was doing. I, I didn't want to be repeating myself, mm -hmm. but also dealers like something that they can recognize and sell to people. Mm -hmm. So if you start over, you're starting over. And I just didn't have that kind of energy again to do that. Mm -hmm. So I did some small things, and right now all I'm doing is photographs. Color photographs and fighting with my color printer. I hate, I hate my color printer. You don't say that clearly enough, you get that. So I don't know where that's going to go. I just am so blocked when I try to print with that damn thing. Peter's the printer. <laughs> we worked, John and I worked yeah. together yeah. probably pretty soon after you worked here for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's how we met. Uh, trying to think, did you print out some of the cheek lay prints that we, I had? We did some scanning and some printing. Because uh, yeah. uh, somewhere in this collection of stuff that came out of the storage, yeah. there was some rolled up pieces. Yeah. They're in the uh, back room. And those were cheek lay prints. If anybody wants to turn them over to Peter to mount them, it's another triptych. What is G clay? It's a term for a really high quality color print, mm -hmm. like you would find in an art book. And you have the facilities for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just take questions. I think it's longer than we meant. That's right. Do you listen to music while you paint? When I was in the studio, I would listen to something. Sometimes it'd be some talk show or just a lot of different things. I also did portraits of people I knew in Long Beach, the director of the Long Beach Opera. <clears throat> and that was fun, and it's fun in a different way. A friend of mine did art reviews, and she talked about coming into my studio and seeing this thing that was tucked away down and it just infuriated, infuriated her. And it was that guy she worked for. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yes? Um, I, I was curious about your um, self-portraits. How did you, how did you do that? What was your process of doing those? Well, I always worked for life, so I was looking back to the picture. That, how did I do it? Did I have a mirror? <coughs> Must have been a mirror. Yeah. yeah, but it's direct. It's immediate, right there, not from a photograph. Yeah. Didn't I tell you about that, that one? My son told this story on himself when he was in high school. He said he was out partying with his friends and he didn't want to come home because he was going to have to walk in the house past that paper. <laughs> 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 it's kind of hard to. Yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic. It's, it's, yeah. So anyway, yeah. No, is that the one? No, that's not the one. I have to buy one back for my daughter. 
<laughs> that might be it. The big one. Yeah. The yes, yeah. So the photographs are all, I mean, the images are all on the link, right? People can look at all the paintings. Not all. No. no. Okay. But a lot of them, people that are not actually on site, there is when Kim sent out the most recent um, announcement about this, there's a slideshow that's linked on the announcement. So we're going to show that in a few minutes, the slideshow. I mean, Kim is a real treasure, you know that. This doesn't happen at every place. Yeah. I mean, just to put these all in here, the Zendo and not have the morning sitting is so... We did have the morning sitting. We just moved the cushions back a little bit, so people meditated with your art this morning. I had the feeling of a lot more energy, a lot more going on mm. when I was sitting. Mm. <laughs> and you know that three panel thing, if you turn it around, it's got paintings on the yeah. other side. Yeah. Yeah. We can even pull it out. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think I've said enough unless you have questions. Okay. Well, why don't we show the slideshow and then we have refreshments here. Uh, so I'm going to. Uh, I have a friend who was coming. You haven't seen or heard anyone. No, oh, she said she was coming late. Yeah. That one is Zenbrush. Oh, right. You can use on your uh, iPad. That picture is amazing. Wow. Oh, there's a chat. That's oh, amazing. amazing. Wow, wow. You really did get on the ladder to move around to work on Wow, yeah. Oh, man. That's your studio mate. Who's that? That's another friend who's willing to bottle. She doesn't want to have that thing hanging in her house, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened after I went to a smaller scale. I wasn't going to be able to sell those huge things, mm. except there was one large one in a gallery in Long Beach, and the owner called up and said, Somebody's interested in your work. Could you do one with more blues and greens, please? <laughs> 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 Bash the couch, I think. Yeah. That's a bird potato. <laughs> Were you were you drawing from life and abstracting it was all just uh, just imagination just just yeah, pure just experience with the color yeah, and the form yeah, yeah, yeah. except for the burnt potato <laughs> the flying bird potato. <laughs> there's the triptych yeah right and then i saw this woman who was an art critic and yeah those are that's a little different yeah, that's the only one like that here. Yeah, or in the pastels, they're fat oil pastels. And I thought, well, I'd be able to make big marks, but you can unless you just use the sign. Yeah. yeah. That was when we were up in the mountains. That's one of our. That's our most favorite picture of ourselves. Uh, yes, the nicest picture we have. It. Mm -hmm. 
Can you hear me okay? Yes. 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 Can you hum? Okay. Sorry, I'm not uh, really presentable. <laughs> so, uh, I, I wanted to say that uh, for me, I just completed a graduate education uh, that I started at age 50. <clears throat> and the thing that was uh, my inspiration was watching my mother uh, complete her education uh, with, uh, you know, with a small child in tow in in sort of the middle of her life. So that kind of gave me the permission to go mm -hmm. ahead once I figured out who I was and what I wanted to do. You know, I, I was following in my mother's footsteps. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I treasure that. Thank you. Is he the little guy that was? No, he's the, the older, older son. He had a daughter who was 16 and was 12 and the baby came along. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. I had a bad thought. No one tell anyone that I had this thought. It said contemporary Zen practice and inquiry. And for a second I read that contemporary art practice. <laughs> <laughs> It's certainly been a different day, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's great. great. Delight. It feels uh, like so much life in here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your yes. beautiful, beautiful work with us. And, and uh, I, feel, I feel so much that your work, obviously, it's an expression of your inner world, of your of yourself. And I've always just felt such beautiful, colorful energy anytime you were around without your art. <laughs> and it's so nice, it's just magnified. I'm getting the goosebumps just talking about it. It's just magnified being in this room surrounded by, by things that you created. And that it's just, an, I see so much that it's an extension of you. And um, so I'm so happy to be here with you with all of your art. Yeah, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for coming and being so effusive. Thank <laughs> <laughs>